Taken 5, Young Love, written by Donald Wells, narrated by Chris Eicher. Jessica White inhaled a great gulp of air as she prepared to scream. However, the scream died in her throat as he cut the rope that bound her left hand. The boy made three more quick moves with the knife, and she was free. She lied atop an old mattress that had been covered with a sheet. She was naked, trembling, and more afraid than she'd ever been. The boy, who she guessed was about her age, eighteen, placed the knife back on the table and then bent over to grab her clothes from the floor. Even amidst her terror, she marveled at him, at the way he moved. Every motion he made was fluid grace, without a stint of wasted effort. And that face, how could someone who had done something so ugly be so beautiful? He spoke to her as he gave her the clothes. Get dressed and I'll take you home. And then, and then... I'll go have a talk with the police. She took her clothes from him while looking up into his eyes and was shocked by what she saw there. Shame. He was ashamed at what he had done to her, at what he had planned to do to her. He walked away from the bed and sat on a large wooden reel with his back turned. Jessica hustled into her clothes and then just stood there, watching him, in fascination. He spoke to her while his back was still turned. Are you dressed? She nodded her head, and then realized that he couldn't see her. Yes, yes, I'm dressed. He stood. When he took a step toward her, she flinched. He stopped moving and let loose a sigh. Right now you don't want me to drive you home. You must not want me anywhere near you. He reached into a pocket and took out a set of keys. Afterward, he tossed them to her. Those are the keys to my van. It's parked out back there, he told her while pointing at the other end of the long building. When you get it, drive around to the front here and take the road to the right. It will take you out to the highway. After he spoke, he sat back down and grabbed a length of rope, the same type he had used to tie her to the bed. He then played with it loosely in his hands as his head hung low. Jessica spoke to him. What are you going to do? He looked up at her, startled by her question. Don't worry. I won't get away. I promise you that I'll be here when the police come. After saying that, his hands moved in a blur of motion. When he was done, the rope had been fashioned into a noose. Jessica looked down at the keys in her hand and then back at him. With something akin to reluctance, she began walking away. After a dozen paces, she stopped and looked back at him. Goodbye. Goodbye. And Jessica, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. She nodded her head in acknowledgement and then continued toward the van. When she left the building, she had to watch where she walked. Although the rain had just ended, it left behind puddles everywhere. The door of the van was unlocked, and she climbed inside and found her purse sitting on the dash. Then she had the van moving easing it around scattered debris and potholes. As she turned left toward the front of the derelict building, she saw the promised road on the right. A minute later, she parked in front of the building and tooted the horn. He walked out the open overhead door and gazed at her, perplexed. Jessica scooted over into the passenger seat 
and said two words. You drive. <laughs> <laughs>